Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. Well, I got a new job at the gym. Apparently, because I attend the gym, it makes me qualified to manage it. Emma. E, well, that's funny because I've just started a new thing myself and not a gym or anything. You know me, I'm very lazy, Emma. Instead, I signed up to Foxcatcher's dating site. Oh, sorry, just got a message through here. DM me pics from, who's this from? He got, who's this from? Billy Big Banana. <laughs> Connor. <laughs> so what have we got coming up this week, Emma? <laughs> well, we've got no Billy Big Bananas <laughs> around here. <laughs> we have your usual roundup, your hero and slapping Dan. And we take a trip to Conspiracy Corner. But first, here's the jingle. You ain't my mother! Yes, I am! my boy, Blimey. Mr Butcher. 57 was my nan. 57 was everyone else. One minute we'll be looking at each other. The next... Rubbing each other's clothes off. Mother always said I could be a star. Hope, Hope you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks. fireworks. Good, Good night. Nancy might be leaving soon, and you know what that means? The Connors are celebrating! Yay! <laughs> I was like, what a weird thing to say. Let's have a celebratory picnic. Like, <laughs> I was just saying, oh, well, clearly you'll love that, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bought the banners. <laughs> Emma was there, she was like, you have no farewell do. I'll be there. I'll bring the fairy cakes. <laughs> Connor's bringing the cigarettes. <laughs> I'll be bringing the cigarette. Right down into that lovely icing. Those fairy cakes only taste good with ash. <laughs> well, someone who does like a cigarette is Shirley. And I think Nancy's got her menu down to a tea. All Shirley wants is a six-pack and some fags. And I think, I mean, that's pretty much how she exists, isn't it, Shirley? I feel like she yeah. is basically a mountain of cigarette smoke <laughs> and, and fury. Like, that's what I feel like all that's inside of her. <laughs> I think that is just Shirley. And vodka. Yeah. She loves some vodka. Oh, she did. She loves a bit of vodka. She loves a bit of body, didn't she? <laughs> that's her a, that's a diet. Vodka, exactly. cigarettes and anger. She knows her she knows her grandma well. She knows her grandma very well. <laughs> I mean grandma slash auntie. <laughs> yeah. Because of that little odd moment where she was actually Auntie Shirley for a long time. Because she doesn't call her grandma at any point. She she very much calls her Shirley. Yeah. I mean, you don't imagine Shirley being the kind of grandma, though, who would take you to the parks and stuff and, like, you know, <laughs> take your trips out. Like, you don't see Shirley being very happy with being called grandma by Nancy either. Oh. No, she'll be like, much... I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she actually just reminded me of my mum a bit because, like, other than the visuals, she also, like, um, she also, mum will kill us. You know, I was going like, to I don't look like that woman. <laughs> no, but um, my mum makes a point of what we're saying. I'm not ready to be a grandma to, like, me younger brother and sister. I'm like, well, don't worry, mum. I'm gay, so you're, you're safe with me. Um, but I can't say anything about them, too. I can't say anything about them, too. You might be a grandma one day. And I can imagine man being like that, being like, I'm not grandma. I'm not a grandma. <laughs> Just give us a six pack and some fags. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that 
cut my throat. She ever hears this? <laughs> Do you want this edited out? <laughs> nah, keep it in. She'll like it as well. Give her a bit of a laugh. That's just merged me. <laughs> <laughs> the last word you hear are your own. <laughs> yeah, it's my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine a better way to go, really. <laughs> Let's do our podcast. <laughs> imagine that as a review, by the way. Well, <laughs> the, during the time I was being murdered, I was listening to the E20 podcast. It really got me through these tough times. Yeah, this is my last review before I go. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Oh, perfect. Well, picnics aside... Nancy's got a bit of a secret, didn't she? She seems to be up to something. And weirdly, it's on the phone to Tan. Tan. <laughs> Tanya, apparently. She's on the phone to Tanya. She's on the phone to Tanya. You know, these things happen. You haven't seen the characters in a while. They've grew up. <laughs> <Yeah, she's laughs> They're going to be friends. Let's be relationship with Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> I'll correct myself, however. <laughs> Tam. <laughs> Tam is basically um, is off on a business trip or something because apparently his work means he has to fly everywhere. I'm not sure what he works as. Like no secret agent. Like it's very old, very mysterious, isn't it? Well, things aren't good though. Seems like things aren't good, and Nancy, Nancy's demanding cash now. I'm thinking two hundred and fifty grand. It's always two hundred and fifty grand. <laughs> Either that or a hundred. They might 100. sell for a hundred. Old school a hundred, but maybe. You know the current. Maybe not. The current um, amount is two hundred and fifty, but they do settle for a little bit less sometimes. Yeah, you know they, they'll give you cut you some slack since there's a you know the the whole pandemic. So we'll get <laughs> times up. Yeah, we'll get with classic hundred grand. Those were the days. <laughs> yes. I can't. I can't work out what maybe he he's up to because I know we're meant to be wondering what. Nancy's up to, but I'm more like, what's Tam doing on all of those planes? I know. I was like, well, what's he up to? I'm more intrigued nope. about Tam now. <laughs> that was face well. I was like, Nancy, shush. I want to hear more about Tam. Come on. So on? What, what flight's he on today? And why, why is he going there? Oh. What, you always talk by yourself, Nancy? She does, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can feel it coming. <laughs> Emma's rage is building, guys. You know she's not a Nancy fan. <laughs> Ever since she ruined Emma's fairy cake, she's never forgiven her. Never. Never. Well, someone else who's not about forgiving Nancy, a kindred spirit, you might say, of Emma's, is ex-poisoner Sharon Watts slash Mitchell slash Beale. Yay, Sharon. This fat guy's and her gym is up and running. It is. And, uh, it looked a match. Well... That's all Jean's hard work, that. I mean, it is, isn't it? I mean, it is. I mean, last time we saw it, it looked like the Crypt Keeper's lair, didn't it? It looked like something off a flipping nightmare on Elm Street. And the spiders, the spider Yeah, webs. I was expected, like, <laughs> you know, also you see, like, a group of little kids, like, playing skipping rooms, going, one, two, Archie's coming for <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy has the cheek after she's slagged off Sharon saying how much she dislikes her, that she wants to rip her wig off and feed it to her. Oh, she just wants a job now because her qualifications. Oh, God, Emma, these... Her qualifications, I'd, I mean, why wouldn't you hire her? She uh, goes to the gym 
Um, and that means she she knows all about nutrition. Yeah, and I love that bit. Even better, she knows all about the equipment because she goes to the gym. Yeah. She can run the place because she, she is so qualified. Which school did she ever <laughs> study in? Like that suggests that that's how education and, and experience works. Do you know what I mean? Like she's literally got probably a few GCSEs to her name, including a food tech and a handful of Facebook food facts. And now she's suddenly a flipping nutritionist. I mean, come on, Nancy. That is not how the world works. Just because you use a gym doesn't mean you know everything about it. That's me saying, oh, I can boil a kettle. So that means I'm a barista now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No education needed. I cook my own meals at night. I'm a chef. Yeah, Michelin star chef. Actually, it just reminded me of Below the Deck a bit because there was this woman who pretended that was a Cordon Bleu chef and basically she just took pictures from the Cordon Bleu website and put them onto her on the CV. After I was like, oh, we're just on the ship cooking for like, it's better be like four or five star quality food. She's just getting like cheese, grated cheese in a bag and sprinkling it out. Canned sweet corn. <laughs> Nancy, she'd be like, right, um, so Nancy, what do you think I should really do if I want to, you know, get healthy, like nutrition-wise? Well, um, tell you what, just give us a second. Uh, what's good food for nutrition? <laughs> fruit? Fruit, <laughs> yes. I bet. Yes. I bet if anyone asked her, she would say fruit. <laughs> yes, good. Either that or lots of juices. Lots of ju- Kale's good. Kale's good, because everyone loves to say kale, don't they? Oh, Kale's they do. good for you. Kale's good for you. It's super food, that. I mean, do you know, because of doing this podcast, mate, I'm basically qualified to run multi, you know, multimedia companies now. That, yeah. That's the truth. The part's honest truth. You're not lying. Look at Nancy. So Sharon isn't impressed with all of Nancy's amazing qualifications. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Goes to gym. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to gym and has a B-Tech in cooking. So sadly... She doesn't get the job. Such a shame. So it's picnic time. Shirley's feeling hungry. And while Nancy could probably help her out there with some nutritional advice. I mean, she could. She could. Imagine she comes to her, she's like, well, I brought some kale for you, Shirley. <laughs> um, I brought a few, um, what are those weird little beans? Everyone's like, you eat one of them and that's how you live forever. There's like these weird little beans that people like literally think of like magic cures. Why are you going all Jack and the Beanstalk here? <laughs> I, I, listen, no one, I didn't sell me cow for some useless beans, guys, I'm telling you. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Nancy's real job in um, New Zealand, she was just one of those pyramid schemes people. That is what she was. Do you know what? I bet you she was there helping Lauren for that exact reason. Because you know what? They're like, they're a bit poultry on though. They come down, they're like, so you're in trouble. Well, I'll tell you what. Drink some of this aloe vera juice and <laughs> your house will just come back. <laughs> for £29 a month, you can. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Lauren, if you want another perk, join my team. Yeah. And although you won't make any money, I will. <laughs> and for everyone you recruit, I get paid. Exactly. See, it's an amazing opportunity here. I think you can guarantee that would be what she would do about like picnic. She'd be like, "So, Cheryl, I know you're kind of like out of work since you know Phil and you had that bust up. Do you fancy joining my team?" And she'd be giving out the little samples to make sure. Yeah, that she'd be like, "Surely you'll use them." And then, oh, you've used it. Did you like it? 
but you don't it's all want shell. <laughs> it's all healthy. It's all eco-friendly. I've set you up an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to see Shirley do one of those now. I actually do want to now say that. I want Nancy to run a herbal life or like a, a pyramid scheme and have like Shirley as one of her employees. <laughs> why are we not getting that as a storyline, guys? And why is every pyramid scheme to do with aloe vera? There's <laughs> always got aloe vera. That and that her, uh, Himalayan salt. Yeah. There's always that somewhere. Put this in your bath and you'll be... You know, all of the dead skin will just fall off you. All Shirley wants is a cheese sarnie. And Linda won't let her have it. No. I think that's cruel making people wait. I think there's a certain time limit and then you say, right, okay, just took in until they get here. I was expecting, though, I was kind of a bit disappointed in Shirley because I was expecting Shirley to go, Tina loved picnics. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Nancy would bring up the gym or something and yeah. Shirley would go, Tina loved to run. We had <laughs> seen her running. <laughs> She's technically still on the running, Shirley's eyes. I mean, in her mind, she is. I, I think in reality, she's she's very stationary. <laughs> so I love as well that Shirley, right? Like, she's com- she, first she's complaining about like not being able to eat. And then when Linda says, well, you can have a bagel, she's like, I hate bagels. I'm like, well, beggars can't be choosers, Shirley. You just be starving to death. <laughs> She's like, I'll eat anything. That is so me. I'm so yeah. hungry. I'll eat anything. Would you like this? No. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I am a bit like that as well. I have to be honest. I am a bit like that. I think it's more when you've got your mind set on something. Like she had yeah. her mind set on a cheese sarnie and she didn't get that one. She got off at a bagel and you get, you, you can see it in your mind. You're that yeah. hungry and you're like, that's what I want. I'm actually a bit shocked that they didn't get all them sandwiches from Keegan. Because I think that's a bit shady, really. Support your local businesses, guys. Come on. You expect them to come into your pub? You should be helping Keegan out. That is a fair point. And we're not just saying that because you looked increasingly attractive this week. (laughs) Um, We're saying this as fellow citizens of the world. (laughs) Speaking of someone else who's attractive... Zach turns up to um, to tell Nancy she got the job. But how old is he, Emma? That's the real question. Oh, it's still... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't resist. As soon as he came on screen, I was like, Emma's going to be thinking about how old he is every single time. Because <laughs> poor Emma still not had an answer, guys. How old is Zach? How old is Zach? Will we see him celebrate a birthday on screen? Will that give us closure? And by us, clearly just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm con- I'm completely content believing that he's that ageless vampire from 1923. <laughs> 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 Zach does turn up, as Emma says. And he, well, he wants to give Nancy one. Oh, what? A job, I mean. <laughs> Zach has somehow managed to convince his sister to give her a job. Do you know why you would after the things she said about your sister, mind you? No. Like, if my, if someone spoke to my sister the way that Nancy spoke to Sharon, I would be like, she fancy a job. I would never speak to them again. Yeah, I'd be like, sling your hook. Sling your hook. <laughs> you know what I found weird? Like... Nancy's looking for a job and no one's questioned that that clearly means she's not going back to New Zealand. It's not until now that they're like, 
this is a bit odd, Nancy. Because then they're like, what do you mean you're getting a job? And then she's like, I'm not going back to New Zealand. And then Linda's like, you could just work for us. And she's like, no thanks. <laughs> and the least surprise in Duff Duff in a long time had to be when Nancy said that her and Tamwa are getting a divorce. We know that because he's living it up in Hollywood. Yeah. So the fact she was back for the foreseeable kind of suggested that that was at its end. Yeah, unless they were going to recast him and give him a different head. But I think that's... I mean, to be pretty... fair, they do that with a lot of people, so yeah. Yeah, true. Max will be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Max, you look different. <laughs> Played by Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Well, Mick seems to weirdly have forgotten who Tamwa is because suddenly he thinks that Tamwa's done something wrong in this relationship. I'm sorry, Mick. I know you love your daughter, but I'm leaning more towards Nancy doing something nasty in this relationship. Tamwa's literally the nicest person on the planet. Tamwa was just the most lovely human being. She's explained that this was her choice. It just wasn't working out. They're getting divorced and that's that's it. Linda, being the traditional woman we know she is, randomly, um, has decided that that's terrible. That's terrible and she has to do something. She has to save this marriage. A divorce. They can't have a divorce in this family. Linda, you will literally have an affair just at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like, love you, love. But, like, come on. <laughs> I can't have a divorce in this family, although I did serve him the papers a couple of years yes, ago. I remember. Almost divorced Mick myself. <laughs> Divorces are terrible things, Nancy. What are you thinking? I mean, what era are we living in? <laughs> Puritan. <laughs> Suddenly Ruby comes out, she's like, husband. <laughs> and then Martin looks across the room and goes, wife. Play <laughs> 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 hey, the Puritan poem music. <laughs> yes, Nancy has always been very headstrong, though. So, uh, like, let's be real. This was always going to happen at one point where she kind of puts her foot down in a, on a topic that Linda doesn't agree with. Nancy is not shifting, but Linda, Linda is furious, and I'm going to just blame the hormones. We know something's going on with her. We now know exactly what's going on with her. But, uh... Yeah, we'll get on yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get on to that next time. I think most of you have seen the tweet. <laughs> yes, yes, everyone agrees. Emma. And you everyone all agree. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had a choice, but we'll get on to that next week, Emma. Yeah, yeah. Get on to that next. We'll not talk about that yet. We'll not talk about that yet. Now we're going to talk about Frankie being the supportive sister that everyone flipping needs. What a lovely person she is. She doesn't even really know Nancy. No. And yet has come out of her way to, like, actually comfort her. And, like, and I think that's what Frankie kind of is fitting into really well. She's like, you know, contrary to what you might think, I'm actually a really good listener. <laughs> Again, showing, showing a bit of that, like, humour, that self-defamation -def that she's got going on. It, she's a wonderful character. I yeah, love I love Frankie. Frankie. And weirdly... <laughs> Like, Nancy gives her the weirdest response from she a does, human. She does, doesn't she? Because <laughs> she's kind of like, yeah, that's nice, Frankie, and I appreciate it all, but I just want to be alone. <laughs> she's just so rude. I was just like, oh, wow. And then she was like, I do things on my own quite a lot. And I was just like, sounds like a very lonely way to live, Nancy. Like, I'm not judging it. Like, if you like being, have your own space, but I kind of am thinking... That's a very lonely way to live, Nancy. Don't you want to let people in, ever? 
Delicious, like, yeah, I don't really want to talk to you. Thank you. Make Ru to dislike her sister if this is the way that she goes home with her every time she reaches out. Um, and naturally, yeah. I think think Frankie really wants to bond with Nancy. Yes. And she's trying to help her in any sort of way, but Nancy's still a bit standoffish cool. and cool towards her. Um, so mm. Frankie does what she thinks is a good idea and follows Nancy, which probably wasn't a good idea <laughs> to help the relationship. Frankie's ran all the way from the hospital. Yes, the hospital, guys. Ran all the way home to tell Mick and Linda exactly where Nancy is instead of just pawning them. <laughs> the Irish guy stole her phone. Uh, clearly He's watching had, the videos. If she couldn't, you know, like, if she didn't want to run all the way home, she could have just hired him again and be like, could you just go home, go around my house, tell me dad that um, I can't be, I won't be back yet because I'm spying on my sister who's actually in hospital right now. And he could go, he could deliver that message, see how impressed he was with it, like... It would have, been a, would have been a fantastic scene that everyone would always remember. I love it. It's like not even a text, nothing. It's like, no. right, I'm going to run from Walford General. I'll run all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> she learned from Kush. She did. Her, her and Kush would have gone on well. Oh, she's keeping his memory alive. She is. She's the runner now of the square. <laughs> I just, I loved it that, like, that's where. That's where it kind of like ended for it, didn't it? Like, it was kind of like Frankie runs all the way home, tells them the shocking news that Nancy's in hospital, and then that's it. We're left on tender hooks for a bit. Turns out, it was nothing. Nothing for Linda to worry about, at least. Nancy, you're gonna have to try that one again, love, because Linda's uh, pretty paranoid and worried here, and we know what happens when Linda gets in that kind of mindset. She goes to extreme lengths to find out everything. Yes. We find out that Nancy's been going to the hospital because she wants to be sterilised. I find it very interesting, Easter's at the minute, right? I feel like we're kind of on a... Like a a theme of reproduction. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like everything's kind of about reproduction. I don't know if they're building up to, like, a big storyline of it or something. or, Or they're trying to kind of project this kind of theme for um for like relevancy i don't know but like it feels very like we're on this kind of theme of reproduction because we've got obviously nancy taking control of her reproductive organs and saying i want to be sterilized we've got bernie saying she's taking control of her reproductive organs she wants to be a surrogate linda well we know what's going on with linda like it feels very much like that didn't it there's a big theme of reproduction. <laughs> Very odd that it's suddenly just come out of nowhere, but we'll go with it. <laughs> it's like showing that no matter what you do, it's your body and mm-hmm. no one should judge you. So like Nancy's taking a stand. This is my body. I'm doing what I want to yeah. do. Bernie's, Bernie sat there the other day, which we'll get onto, and was saying how mm-hmm. this is my body and I want to carry your baby for you. Exactly. And yeah. then you've got, Linda, which we'll discuss next week with the pregnancy. and There's very positive, like, female empowerment storylines going on here. I wonder what they're building up to. So, just like Joey from Friends, Janet has has an agent called Estelle. That's all I could think. Joey, it's Estelle. That didn't sound American. 
<laughs> from the East End. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly the East End version of Friends. Um, I love, I love that they named it Estelle because I feel like everyone knows an Estelle. The last Estelle that I knew. It means I sound like I killed her. <laughs> the last Estelle I ever knew. <laughs> Jokes, I know I killed Estelle. <laughs> She's still alive. She's still alive in the countryside somewhere. <laughs> I actually kind of like Estelle. I feel like she's like a trendy grandma. Do you not get that vibe from her? Like yeah. she kind of like looks like a trendy grandma. Like I'm like, God, she wouldn't be going to charity shops and stuff, would she? Well, it was almost very awkward, wasn't it? Like, honey can't drop Janet off, so Billy does, and he's not going to be Billy Big Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I love when she said that. I was like, well, now we know why he gets all the women in it. Now we know why he gets all the women. <laughs> this person, honestly, on Foxcatcher, I've just signed up to it, will not stop sending me abusive messages. He's just said, he's just seen the pictures I sent Billy Big Banana, and he's not impressed. I mean, who's this man? Have you checked that other message that you've got there? I think he says something about a Frankie. Oh, and Frankie's not impressed either, yeah. Who's that? Yeah, I don't know, Emma. These people, how do they get my number? Oh, I don't know. Well. We'll never I, let that go, will we? We'll never no, let we'll it never go. We'll never let the Irish guy go. We still don't know who he is. I feel like we haven't talked about him in a while, so this is very nice to bring him back. Yeah, it's a nice little return. <laughs> still so do not even know why he was in that scene. Somehow, Billy drops Janet off and ends up getting a date with Estelle and they manage to get to... Walford pretty quick because they're in the Albert. Honey's a bit jealous, isn't she? She is. Very interesting. Mm. Very interesting that Honey's a little bit jealous because I always thought that once she got with Jade that that kind of would be the end of her and Billy for like ever. But maybe not, guys. And in some ways, I'm kind of happy because I think Jay, Jay and Honey are still not compatible to me. No. They have nothing in common. I think what will happen is they'll have a very amicable breakup. It'll be like they realise they're better off as friends or something. They'll yeah, still get on. Yeah, it just wasn't thing. Yeah. And... Fun, but it just wasn't their thing. Yeah, and I think that'll all be very nice and yeah, that kind I think of... You're yeah, right. and then her and Billy will get back together at some point. Then that means maybe Jay could end up with Whitney. Could. I feel like they would be a good parent. I think so. I think... She, she got a nice guy in cushion, obviously, whenever I got to see that explode. Yeah, um, it would be nice to actually see a nice relationship for her. That, yeah. They'd build up that nice relationship as well. And they both deserve happiness. And it might also soften a lot of this kind of animosity between her and Callum as well. It might be a good way of kind of building that bridge again. Yeah. Holly is a little bit jealous. And I think that kind of shows in her conversation with Estelle but also with Billy when she kind of she says to Billy that like you know that to take it slow to take it easy kind of not and also to trust her rather than Estelle which is you know quite a big thing to to say to someone who's starting to kind of like get to know someone in a relationship don't you trust that woman she's evil <laughs> It's quite like a, it's quite an extreme thing to kind of come across from honey. So it does give me feelings that maybe she's 
a lot of her problems with Estelle aren't just to do with Janet. I think, yes, the majority are, but I also think there's a quite a big part of it that is just kind of a bit awkwardness and a bit of jealousy of Estelle kind of being the person who's now taken Billy away again. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about that shady, flipping you, so-and-so, Estelle. Yeah. We're here to talk about her shady shenanigans, guys. Because she's doing our Janet wrong. So everyone else is getting paid, is it £250? Yeah. And Honey's realised that Janet's getting considerably less. Which makes me think she's getting paid like under 100 Yeah. Like considerably less suggests that it's like considerably less, like quite a large amount. Janet is not, you know, in any way less of an actress or any way less of a model than these other girls. She's clearly, you know, an intelligent young girl. She understands the world around her. She is very thoughtful. So I am not going to allow this crooked crow to come waltzing in here. Waltzing in here like she wants a face. She can buy as much champagne as she wants. But Estelle, I'm here for you, love. I'm here. I took down one Estelle. I'll take down another. <laughs> <laughs> you never hear about that other Estelle, do you? <laughs> She's under his patio. Yeah. <laughs> you just hate her. You're, you're planning your next victim, I am. aren't you? I've, 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 I'm writing down everything I need to know about her. Estelle. <laughs> Connor just Talent hunts a, Connor hunts Estelle's. <laughs> I'm an Estelle hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Some people hunt vampires. I hunt Estelle's. <laughs> <laughs> Some people hunt ghosts. Connor hunts Estelle's. <laughs> I get me, get me like monitor out and I'm like, it's beeping. That means it's Estelle. <laughs> Some Estelles don't even know they're dead. Just Some Estelles don't even know they're Estelles. They just linger on, unaware of the fact. And it's my duty to help them find rest. <laughs> <laughs> I am Denny Akura. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I am Estelle. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> no, but I just think, like, it's so weird anyway that Billy is like, can't wait to go on this date with this Estelle woman. What are you talking about? It should be about you and getting your flipping hand away, love. Billy Big Banana. It should be about flipping Janet. You should be should saving... sleep with our agent. You should have been saving that for you. I know, exactly. <laughs> Definitely not sending any pics now. <laughs> what up with an Estelle? <laughs> and... Honey tries to explain the situation to him and yeah. he just believes what Estelle tells him. Yeah, which is so weird. And goes on I his date. He... I know. I, I find it weird that like Billy's like, well, that's rich come from YouTube Judas's. I'm like, hey, Judas's are slur. We use that against Ruby. You're not going to take that. <laughs> that's our slur, Billy. And anyway, anyway, you should trust these two. These two have known you flipping forever compared more, to her. More importantly, it's about his daughter. Exactly. Stop thinking about your flipping bedroom activities. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. And he goes and you think, well, that's it. He's kind of sided with her. Well. Well, he actually stepped up. He did. He pulled a fast one. He had me and Emma see them for a second there. <laughs> but in reality, he's an Estelle hunter in the making. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one over on her <laughs> you know what you, you're really talking about with Billy Big Bananas 
You're yeah. talking about your stealth hunts. That's your first date. That's my first date, yeah. <laughs> we're going to go on a bigger stealth hunt. Billy lets her have it. He's like, so it's all about just professionalism. It's, it's all just about experience and things. But it's interesting. You don't seem to have a problem paying for all these champagnes. You keep buying me. And she's like, well, that's different. That's that's personal. And he's like, I don't think it's different. I think it's different at all. And I love it. It proper goes oh, after I loved like, it. Because he was like, if your expenses can cover all these different champagne bottles that they seem to be having every single night, constantly. Oh, I mean, like, I know. Why can't they pay Janet? Yeah. I thought you would have went a little bit step further and said, instead of saying, we'll take her away from the agency and go somewhere else, I thought you might have also added that they'd seek legal um, yeah. like advice. Because I think... That shouldn't be, like, shied about. I think she does have good grounds for suing them, like, or or challenging them in court. Because to me, what they're doing is, quite simply, ableism. It is just being, you know, prejudiced towards someone who they think is is different and is therefore lesser than, than other people who they see as normal, in quotation marks. So I think he, he had good grounds to say that. I, I found it, like that. Well. I found it really weird that they didn't just sack her completely and find a new agent. Yeah. I wouldn't trust I wouldn't her. I wouldn't someone like that. No. Yeah, my daughter. Horrible swine. No, I trust her still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, obviously, guys. I have no real prejudice against the name of Stel. <laughs> I feel like I have to put disclosure in there just in case people start actually thinking that too. <laughs> and... What I love is that Billy then goes, I tell you what, love, you see that champagne? That's for that table, not that one. And gives Honey the champagne. And I just think, that's excellent that he did that. I was like, that's such a sweet moment. It was a smile as well to him. I was like, they're not old. That's the old Billy, the Billy that charmed Honey. Yeah. We haven't seen him for a very, very long time. He did a lot of bad things to Honey, which me me and him have covered in the past. And like, I feel like this is like a nice return to old Billy. Billy who was thoughtful and caring. Well, honey uses this as a kind of boost of energy. She's decided she's no longer going to be anyone's fool. She's going to go in, tell Suki how it is. And if Suki doesn't like it, she'll see her in court. I just want to start this week by going to something that we didn't cover. Because we had a big action-packed week last week. Oh, so big. And, like, you know, that kind of became the focus. And even the week before, a lot of it was, like, cush focus again because it was this cold here and things. So I want to go back a little, just to remind our listeners, that Karen almost seduced, <laughs> almost tried to seduce her boss, her well, former boss now. Then he seems to proposition Karen. She takes a bit of a, a turn. She's like, well, if Big Spender wants to spend money, maybe he'll spend it on me. She gets dressed up, glammed up, ready to prostitute herself. Bernie really didn't help this situation, did she? She was like, no, if he wants to meet you, it's clearly a date. Yeah, I love that. Bernie! <laughs> Bernie, there's plenty of times you've I've met people and it's not been for that reason. Yeah, meet Emma, meet up. It's not like we're slipping. <laughs> so I'll have my table for two. Cost a coffee. <laughs> It's totally crazy. I love Bernie, but it's mad. Gonna one up that. She's gonna blackmail him because she thinks that he was trying to solicit her. He's gonna give her a redundancy. I still think he should have done that. 
You should have done that. And actually, Karen, she never really thinks like wisely. Like, oh, and uh, she should have just went. You're going to give me that redundancy regardless of what's just went on here. Yes, I've made a mistake. Yes, I made a fool of myself. And, you know, this is awkward. But you, as an employer, most certainly owe me redundancy. Yeah, she's owed this. this. short notice. Yes, He literally went to her. Like, your job ends tomorrow, or, or pretty much now. He doesn't even decide to give her redundancy. He's just like, right, cash stops there. Like, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, sorry. That's what, illegal. What a terrible, terrible boss he is. It's immoral, but most importantly, it's also illegal. People have workers' rights in this country. And um, quite frankly, Karen, get yourself onto, I don't know, like you're a, a legal representative. You've got Gray across the road. Yeah. Get him. He's not great, yes, but, you know, come on. Yeah. He will be able to sort this out. This is quite an open and closed case. And Bernie was like, listen, Mum, take some money. And Karen, being a very proud woman basically was like, no, that's your money. I'm not going to take it off you. We're not that desperate yet. But I think she even herself knows that, like, she's going to have to take some help somewhere. Like, and that basically is where it brings me up to this week where Mitch is struggling to watch videos in the bathroom, weirdly. And uh, Bailey's shoes have holes in. And so Karen thinks... No, I can fix them. I'm like, Jesus, you're flipping Taylor now as well. Oh, yeah, she is. It's Karen Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Karen Taylor. <laughs> Lives by the name. <laughs> Taylor by name, Taylor by nature. Yeah. But and we all reality, know, we all know the catchphrase. Never too. Old. Never, never too. too. Taylor. <laughs> that famous catchphrase. Well, Bailey isn't really buying it when Karen tries to tell her, no, listen, Bailey, everything's going to be fine. I'll fix your shoes. It's going to be great. You're going to be fantastic. You're going to give us a speech. We're so proud of you. And um, then she basically steps out the room and listens. Uh, and Mitch and Karen being the subtle pair that they are, start talking about how terribly off they are. And to be fair, a lot of this kind of did make me think of like my childhood, like uh, uh, Emma knows, and I'm sure I've mentioned on this podcast a few times, we grew up quite poor, like quite poor, having to choose between, you know, a cup of tea and lights in the bathroom when you're having a bath. Like, it was like that, trying to make that pound stretch on the electricity. And, like, I do actually really resonate with this storyline and really resonate with, like, Karen being like, I'm sick of struggling and I'm I'm trying my best and I just can't get any further. I think with this storyline, people can yeah. resonate with it. And what, yeah. I, what I love about this storyline is Karen. Like, yeah. Karen is that hard-working mother who will do anything to provide for her kids, she will not show yeah. that they don't have anything that she'll make. Like she was trying to make beans on toast seem like it was yeah. from like a five-star restaurant. And she was like, mate, you know, she was, she still makes sure, like she even says that when she was growing up, the uniform will be clean. Yeah. Shoes will be repaired and they'll always have food on the table. They'll always have a roof over the head and she'll do anything she can for those kids. She'll do absolutely anything and she'll put them first. If that means Karen's not eating tonight for the sake of yeah. the kids eating tonight, she does it. And Sometimes mothers will go without food. Like as shocking as that sounds in like modern day, some mothers will go without food so that they can feed, for the, feed their kids. And like, I think having this portrayal on the TV is like really actually, it's, really good it's really informative and it's relevant like especially in current 
times. Like COVID has made so many people unemployed and so mm -hmm. many people are struggling and things. Like this is a very real story and I love it. She won't let the kids know that there might be anything wrong. She's not gonna Yes. She's not gonna show that. It's not she just wants them to live very happily, still go to school, enjoy themselves and she doesn't want like them to be worrying about the money. Yeah, but it's, it's not something they should worry about. But unfortunately, Bailey does over here, and it's oh, when she goes and gives Karen <gasps> a mum's money. Oh, bless her! Oh, that moment was heartbreaking. And do you know, it's not just Bailey who's affected as well, because even though Bernadette is obviously like a lot older, she will do anything for her family. Like it's very in line with the Taylors, and I think. We see Bernadette, like, Bernie, like, thinking, I can help this situation. I'm going to help this situation. I'm going to, uh, to be a surrogate for people who definitely deserve a child, but also can pay and help this the, my mom in this moment. And I think that's such a wonderful thing. What a sacrifice to make for not only um Stuart and Rainey but also for our mom literally in that situation it's got nothing not a single moment in that decision of Bernadette's is she thinking about herself she's thinking about either Stuart and Rainey or her, her family and I think that's such a wonderful thing it's like you say like this storyline has really brought some great moments from Bailey and Sean and and showing how families do that like I remember giving my mom like the last of my pocket money and things like that you know they try and help make ends meet like that is just what you do and I think it's what a wonderful way to portray that on screen and I live as well live for the moments where you go from very hard-hitting hard-hitting gritty stuff like that to Karen scrubbing Bailey's shoes with Mitch's toothbrush <laughs> what a perfect like addition it brings that little bit of sugar to us to a really sad sad and sometimes desperate situation sprinkles that sugar on makes you laugh again what a fantastic way to write that what a fantastic way she's like just don't tell your dad <laughs> i'm like i think you'll notice it when his, his teeth are turning black from the boot polish like we just spoke about uh bernie's surrogacy there and yeah. um we rainy isn't sure because she knows how good of a mother karen is and yeah. knowing that she knows bernie shouldn't be doing it mm -hmm. um but her and Stuart have made a list and another thing that's got her is one of the they've got pros and cons and the pro is she's a good kid <laughs> yeah I love it. she's a good kid pro and also a con because she's also a good kid yeah and I'm they're like, like she's a she's a kid like she can't yeah. do it legally you legally if you look that up like we did last time no you can't we did yeah yeah as we know, she's been getting very invested with the uh, owner of the dog they stole, um, <laughs> Edie Winter, as we call her yeah. here. Cause, uh, A.K.A. Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus, because everywhere she goes, it snows. Except this week. Uh, I know, this week it was, it was a dry, dry winter this week. I was thinking that's because we've brought it up, so she's had to Yeah, they're like, stop that snow machine. She's got back <laughs> undercover, she can't be found. Yeah, she needs to get away, get, get away with it. She can't be flipping spotted before Christmas. <laughs> Bad luck. Well, she even asks her for advice. And I think that was quite like a cute moment because like we found out that it went on a date and, and like then they bring up the like humorous bit where 
says, uh, I think her name is Molly. Uh, Molly. Well, Molly turns around and is like, um, it's soon to be taught about kids. When Bernie's like, have you ever thought about having kids? What do you think of kids? And she was like, a bit soon in it. Um, and I love that moment. And I think that, like, it was nice that we saw, like, Bernie having a, an adult relationship. It's nice to and- see Bernie because for a while they just... The, the- nothing progressed and yeah you you would wonder where she was and now we're finally getting to see you finally get to see her and uh, live her yeah. life as well yeah, she's exploring her sexuality she's exploring her being a lesbian and and you know we're getting all these really mature topics from bernie now we're getting surrogacy control of their own reproductive organs these are strong themes and strong topics so i'm like yes i'm living for this bernie we go back to karen and mitch and um they're having this whole conversation about how they need to do something because the money's not coming in and the lights start going off soon. And Karen goes, Mitch, the lights are already off. The lights are already off. You don't even understand what I had to do to get the lights put back on. And I think that's such a poignant moment, such a wonderfully written little line. You know, the lights are already off. Like, it's not just speaking literally, but figuratively. Like, it's it the... You know, the bad times are here. They're not coming. They're here. They're already here. And they're not getting any better. And Karen feels, you know, she feels like everything's a struggle. She's had to sell Chantel's jewellery, her daughter's jewellery, who she's lost and loved more than anything. She's had to sell and part that, part with that, to put the lights on, just to just illuminate rooms. I mean, that's so heavy. And Bailey overhears all of this. And as she's talking... One of my other favourite lines from Karen came where she was like, you know, we've never really had a, a pot to pay in. Um, and, you know, the all of this is terrible. But what was the most heartbreaking moment for her was having that child next door come to her and offering up her mom's memories. And I was like, God, it's such a strong, strong line that. Like, really, really powerful emotional stuff. And of course, Emma... Who's talk, who's listening into this very loud conversation? Bailey. So the next day, she um, she has she lies to a dad, and she says that she doesn't want him at the awards because if he comes along, he'll just put her off because he'll be crying. And I, what I found really weird is. Mitch didn't fight or didn't just turn up anyway. He just took the excuses. And I thought, yeah. wouldn't you still go? That's your child winning something. Yeah, I feel like Mitch is kind of, as much as he obviously wants to change from what he used to be with Chantel, you know how he basically abandoned them years ago. I feel like that's still Mitch. I feel like he still struggles in terms of being a father and parenting. He doesn't get the cues. He doesn't understand that, oh, wait, if she says that, that doesn't mean that I accept that. She's a child. She's my child. I should be there for her. So she lies about a couple of things. She says that Isaac's taking her and then staying with Amy afterwards. And he, he just, he, he takes it all. He believes it. And she leaves a little note. She packs a bag and she takes Banjo and off she goes. And Bernie comes in the next day and says, like, oh, how's, how's the awards? And he's like, oh, she hasn't texted yet. Well, text her. Why? I don't get why Mitch is waiting for her to text. Wouldn't you be like, how did it go? Also, can I just say, I, I know Bailey's like a child, but you should have to steal that woman's dog again. <laughs> I know. 
like, how distressing for that woman. Poor Molly. <laughs> Molly is like, oh, God, she's put the process back up. That's, I know, poor Bernie's definitely not getting a third date. Later on when the police arrive and Bernie just goes, she took banjo. Molly's <laughs> going to be upset. Bernie, your sister's missing. Yeah, she's your sister, Bernie. Like, I know not officially, but she is. So, well, Mitch finds out Isaac didn't take out of the awards. Amy tells him a few home truths, like, she, wa- she wasn't with me. We're not really friendly. Um, who is Amy friends with? Because everyone on the square, she seems to be bullying at the moment. Yeah, that is true. Lately, <laughs> Amy is bullying everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Say she didn't turn up to the awards and... Mitch is like, well, it was all paid for. Amy's like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Turns out she was lying to protect them because she didn't want them to have to pay. And now, sadly, she feels like being at the house is another cost. And this way, she won't be another cost to them. And she's headed off. Oh, God, your heart breaks because... Oh, that little scene where she walks away with the dog. Creepy music. Conspiracy corner. <laughs> I love that we just do all of our own. Uh, I know. We're so cheap. So cheap. <laughs> We're so cheap. Love it. Well, we need to welcome them back because really. This was an old segment, yes. but we've revamped it, guys. We've reworked it, we've revamped it, we've come back, renewed, rebooted even. It's Conspiracy Corner. So I'm going to kick off with one to do with Zach <gasps> and Ruby. Now, when Zach was announced as, like, he's got really no ties to the square, he's a businessman, that was like summing up Ruby. I mean, it was. So I thought they would be the perfect power couple. And I would have loved a storyline like that for Ruby. I do believe somewhere down the line something will happen between these two. Because I can already sense there'll be chemistry. Yeah, there's definitely sexual and financial chemistry there. So Eva, I've got two theories. Eva, something will progress with Zach. Or even as far as she gets pregnant by him. And then pretends it's Martin's. Mm. Or Martin just exposes her. Um, and that's how she'll leave. Because obviously we know um, yeah. Louisa's going on maternity. And so it could be either way. But I do like the thought of Ruby and Zach. I have a bit of a conspiracy. Oh. So here's your second one, guys, right? This is me theory. Mila, we didn't get to talk a lot about her this week, but she was in this week. So I thought, stick her into this because... There's some important parts in her storyline that I think are going to be relevant in the future. We've heard her talk in the past about her mom trying to get her to take part in conversion therapies and and go to places that will help, like, make her straight, which obviously is immoral and totally never going to work. But I think that despite what happened this week where Mila told her mom, no, that's it, I've done enough for this family, I feel like her mother's not done. And also, I want to know just what she did for her family. Because she made it very clear that she's done enough for this family. That's what she said. And I was like, "Mm -mm. what has she done for this family? And that was Conspiracy Corner. Ooh. 
This week, Slap and Dan goes to Estelle. Because she's an exploitative, evil, conniving little crone, and I don't trust her. Besides, I'm also an Estelle hunter, and I know when I see an Estelle. Our hero this week is Karen. Oh, I mean, it has to be Karen. She's literally like the quintessential mother where the, the walls might be collapsing, the, the sky might be falling, but she will never let her children know that that's the case. She'll try and protect them at all costs. As Karen is our hero of the week, we will be rating out of Karen's and we are going to give this week three Karen's. I feel like it's deserving of three i don't think that this week was a huge week um we got little bits and pieces of balam obviously setting up that wedding reveal and the big showdown or whatever's going to happen we've had you know some interesting stuff with mila um but again that doesn't feel completed yet um and it doesn't feel like it's going to be completed anytime soon same with sort of like isaac's medicine there's lots of loose ends still and i'm a bit like emma i'm like i, I want some some rounding up here yeah. I want to at least see where the road is going. I feel like a lot of them are just kind of starting, but yes. also there's a bit of a, a a little bit of a gap in between. So it, it, it was a bit like that kind of all week. It was little bits and pieces. Off and on, off and on. It was good TV, but it wasn't something that gripped yes. me particularly. Yeah, I agree. I think it was good, um, but it was just good. This week's episode is sponsored by Nancy's Walford Life. Is your hair falling out? Or maybe you have too much of it. Maybe you just need a, a job. Well, why don't you come join Nancy's team at Walford Life? Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.